Hello, I'm Dustin Meehan, Into Your Head's original professional voiceover guy. And frankly, the best. I've been on TV, you know. It kind of makes me wonder why I'm paid in cat food. You join me at a tremendously exciting moment. It's Into Your Head, number 601 for Monday. We've a lot to get on with today. Items that need to be attended to. Issues that need to be addressed. Topics. Oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics. We're positively booming to the seams with topics. We've got topics coming out of... Topics coming out of everywhere. Topics coming out of the recycling bin. Uh, although they may well stay back in there. Although they may well come out. Although they may well come back in there. They may well fall out. Who's to, who's to say? Uh, segments that I've previously recorded have been... Con- <laughs> Uh, consigned this morning to the recycling bin uh, where presumably they're dealt with in an environmentally friendly manner uh, but no no the sound quality was uh, too corrupt for my liking so you'll never hear my special version of the parable of the Jesus as loaves of the fishes uh, made up on the fly uh, wasn't all that great anyway so it was no great loss as far as I'm concerned uh, you're allowed to you're allowed to waste stuff if, if it's in the interests of the improvement of the overall thing for the greater good of humanity that I flushed my special loaves there's already a loaves and fishes parody in existence anyway you can find it in all versions of the bible as basically a thing where Jesus goes along to a meeting he's about to give a conference all about being the son of God and they discover oh there's 8,000 people here and the caterers have only bought two fishes and one loaf of bread what are we going to do uh, Jesus conquered up some of his Jesical magic and somehow managed to fed them all and then they sat down happily stuffed with food and they listened to his little speech about who he was uh, and that's basically how humanity was born uh, that's how Jesusness was born I've never done any catering courses but I assume they always start with that little thing as a cute little introduction they'll say if they Lord God, Jesus Christ, Son of God, could cater to the masses like that, then we sure as hell can do, because we'll have, you can be sure, we'll have access to enough loaves. If we work for any kind of a decent employer, we'll have access to loaves, or access to the means to make them fresh, which would be even better, I suppose. You can get little half-made loaves now in the shop. They come wrapped in cellophane, and you stick them in the oven for the ten minutes to finish them off, and then you've got fresh bread as fresh as be damned uh, so what's the problem I don't know I never said there was one did you say there was a problem because I certainly didn't uh, well I did say there was a problem with the previous recording session today uh, which reminds me I should before I go any further I should listen back to this one and see if the quality is up to my standards uh, so bear with me while I do that I'll probably go for a piss as well make me make some coffee uh, see if my wife wants some coffee while I'm at it. Then we'll we'll carry on with this recording and consider this an introduction to Monday's number 601 uh, three times a week episode of Into Your Head Podcast Radio. Hello. What do you call a man with a caffeine addiction? Eight cats, a podcast, and a very understanding wife. You call him Neil and you can find him at IntoYourHead.com
now uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, I wonder, I wonder what he's going to do today. That's any different from any other day, uh, so that he can at least tell the days apart in his mind using some uh, system, a labeling system that's been built into our minds since time immemorial. People think we need labels for things and we need to put dates on things. We do not. Our very soul contains a labelling system uh, based on the positions of the sun and our memories of the position of the sun. I could tell you exactly when today's show was recorded without even looking at it. I could just, uh, oh, I just look at how how worn out the, uh, oh, I'd have to put on the tape, I suppose. But I could tell you how worn the tape was out at a certain angle, and I could tell you as that was moving past the just past the head, the sun was shining on at an angle of 73 degrees, and therefore it was approximately uh, 10:39 a.m. Uh, unfortunately, today it's overcast. Uh, so, but that you see, that's you see, that's where you meet your downfall. That's why we don't find. Uh, that's why we don't find ancient civilizations every time we dig, <coughs> dig to bury a house here in Ireland. There's no sun in existence. Uh, the sun from a different sun will cloud down on everyone and your seven worlds collide whenever I'm by your side. That's the song. I think I might have got the lyrics the wrong way around, but he's definitely got the words right. Uh, your seven worlds collide whenever. It was either by an Australian band or an Irish band or someone in between, and it was on the radio in the 90s every five minutes. And frankly, I'm sick to death of it. You might as well have, uh, she found the whole of the moon, you saw the summit. I saw the whole of the moon, you saw the comet, oh no, comet, it was comet so was, you saw the comet, I saw the whole of the moon, the whole of the moon, not that there's much variation between the different parts of the moon, the, the moon is pretty much all the same, there's a white bit up the top, there's a white bit down at the bottom, we get all concerned over how much we see of it, we say, oh, we only saw three quarters of the moon today, I want to see the whole thing. Well, why can't you just frigging extrapolate? Three quarters of the moon looks like that, so you can extrapolate that the other quarter looks a bit much like that, except turn it around, uh, slice a bit off the top, and rotate it, and put it on to the missing bit at the bottom, and there you have a full moon by extrapolation. That's the way all these things are done, anyway. You don't think that those pictures they make of the sun are real? No, no. You can't look a gift horse in the... a gift sun in the eye because it's dangerous and uh, just like with a gift horse's mouth if you get the if, if someone ever gave you a gift that was just a horse with no mouth uh, what would you do then i don't know uh, horse with no I tell you I'd be insulted someone came along to me and said uh, here I got you a present look at this it's a horse uh, I got her from the abandoned horse's home it's in perfect condition it's just uh, had mousel cancer a few years ago and I had to have his entire face removed but it works fine it's capable of ringing races it's a very friendly horse you inject its food down its neck every now and then it's no problems at all there's no not much extra maintenance involved in fact you don't even need to have a graze so it's quite simple to look after it's just that you won't be able to look it's 
uh, horse in this gift horse in the mouse because uh, it's not physically possible it doesn't have a mouse I think what I do then in that case would be to punch the donator in the mouse uh, but then I suppose I'd probably regret that after a couple of hours of thinking but then, by then uh, the bridges would have been burned it'd be too late to do anything about it so I think we should decide some of these things in advance even if they might never happen to us we should decide now what's going to happen if someone ever offers us a gift of a horse that has no mouse and see what happens in fact I'm going to put in the title here uh, gifting gifting uh, mouth hold on, mouthless horse there we go I don't like to give too much out in the title uh, but gifting a mouthless horse just tells you that we discussed that topic. It doesn't give away what her conclusion is on it. Because I don't think we've even come to any conclusion yet, have we? It's highly likely that by the end of the show we won't even have come to a conclusion. So that's all fine. We can get on with the show while we ponder about what we do if someone gave us a ho mouthless horse. Into your head. Monkey nuts. That's what they called them. They called them big steaming dolloping piles of monkey nuts. They called them, uh, well, some countries. It's not, it's not always the same. Uh, you don't, we don't all tar the same uh, monkey nut with the same brush. If that was the case, uh, then that would be a very serious matter. Because uh, if we could all use the same brush to tar the same monkey nut, that would mean all of these civilizations, uh, the civilizations, for example, who welcome the monkey nut. Uh, perhaps in Southeast Asia or somewhere, and the same civilizations up in Canada who hate and spurn the monkey nut, and the civilizations up in the North Pole who consider the monkey nut to be a possible yeti because uh, they've never been close enough to reach it. If they were all able to tar the monkey nut with the same brush, uh, that would mean the monkey nut would have to be the size of at least half the globe, and therefore a terrifying structure. Uh, unless, of course, they each have their own. Uh, tar and tarring handle uh, but that's unlikely if they're passing the tarring handle around they're saying oh we let the Canadians have a go at this next we'll take shifts uh, so we'll throw the tarring handle over the husk of the back of the monkey nut and it'll arrive down in Canada because we're good at throwing this and it'll land at the Canadian guard's uh, legs and he'll, uh, he'll tar the back of the monkey nut for t 8 hours or so and then we'll lob it over uh, just slightly left over the monkey nuts back uh, I think I've got this analogy all wrong I was think thinking of it as a joint monster uh, but if that was the case then uh, we'd also have the issue of sunlight uh, we'd have to encourage this huge earth-shaped monster to move around every few hours so that we could each get our uh, life-affirming allocation of sunlight onto, onto our respective parts of the world Christ, that would be a huge uh, a huge thing to manage imagine uh, the, the frigging Oh, the freaking logistics of that. Uh, so no, I can see why a big steaming huge dolloping pound of monkey nut might conjure up horror for some of you. But that's possibly because you've been watching too many movies. You're probably, oh, you're probably students who have the summer off now. And you stand up, stay up half the night watching these crappy horror movies all the time. And there's all these huge, all these huge monsters roaming the earth. Uh, well, no, no, when I talk about monkey nuts, I'm talking about 
about something far less innocent and far less encroaching. Uh, so keep your hair on. This is a grown-up adult podcast. We talk about serious matters, uh, such as uh, in death, such as, for example, as we have for the last year or so, the impact of the the humble monkey nut or peanut, as some of you may know it. Uh, on our society and uh, on other societies so just relax there calm down a minute this is less of a late night horror movie than a oh than a sober current and news current and Ah, news and current affairs discussion programme, the type that you might hear at 11 o'clock at night on BBC Radio 4 for half an hour. So are you okay now? Relax now. Take your fucking chill pill. Uh, You probably aren't old enough to be listening to this. Go back to your freaking horror movie. Although if we're honest, that horror movie is probably marked 18's plus. Uh, So you shouldn't be watching that either. At least I'm not responsible for that, so that's not my responsibility. Uh, this show is clearly marked explicit using every electronic uh, system possible. Uh, if you look in the iTunes stores, I think you'll find every single episode of Into Your Head is marked explicit. Uh, everywhere that can be marked uh, not suitable for children, it's marked unsuitable for children, I can tell you. And if you don't heed that, then it's highly likely that you're a child. You shouldn't be listening to this. So get out, get out, get out, get out, get out get out get out and let us adults deal with the monkey nuts uh, okay where were we uh, monkey nuts that's what they call them they call them big steaming piles of monkey nuts uh, with big hairs growing out of them big scary looking hairs uh, big huge mouths a big shitty and green on them uh, I wonder if you have a shitty and green do you also need to have an arse there's a question for you uh, do you not just vomit it up if that's the case uh, maybe you don't want to maybe they have a, a bit of self-respect that they don't want to be doing that uh, either seen or unseen but since none of us has ever seen a monkey nut with a shit and grin I'm sure they can manage to do it in private if they want uh, of course a shit and grin that's a that's a topic I've seen used in the likes of Stephen King books and it wasn't even in a horror segment they'll say oh that fella had a big shit and grin on them and it wasn't considered anything particularly disgusting even or it's just a fella who was particularly good at grinning or he had something that he was particularly amused at Uh, so it's all about language really languages and sandwiches Uh, that's the the trust of our lives today it's all down to languages and sandwiches Uh, we're back to the whole uh, we're back to the whole loaves and fishes thing, really, aren't we? Uh, one one fella's uh, not enough loaves and fishes to to fill this, to feed this crowd. Could be another fella's in other languages far more than enough food uh, to fill this crowd. If you deal with it properly, uh, but of course you can't. Uh, translating a, a sandwich into another language does not make it any more filling, uh, as far as I'm aware. Although who am I to say? I don't know. I don't know. That's, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit that I don't know everything about everything. Uh, that's why we read books to advance ourselves and learn more. Uh, so maybe I'll go back to that Stephen King book and I learn a little more than I know today, and you learn. 
learn a little more than you know today by not, uh, well, certainly by not listening to this because you're underage. Are you still here? Please leave. Leave immediately. Uh, leave. Uh, fly away. Uh, go off to your frigging wherever it is you go to. Uh, where are we? Uh, six minutes and 50 seconds into this segment. That means we're about halfway through the show. That's absolutely fucking fantastic because it's time to, it's time to commercialise this. Do you use Amazon? Because uh, I do. Uh, but this advertisement isn't much use to me because I can't profit from my own affiliate links. That's against the rules. Uh, but you can. Uh, you can every time you want to buy anything on Amazon, go to intoyourhead.com. Right up the top, you'll see my Amazon links. One for Amazon.com in America. One for the Canadian one. One for Amazon UK. Just click through any of those links and then search Amazon your normal way for whatever it is you're looking for and buy it and I get a generous commission and it doesn't cost you a cent extra and that's how you pay for this show. Isn't that absolutely fucking fantastic? Couldn't be better. Uh, if you don't believe in, if it's against your religion to shop on Amazon or anywhere else and you're not allowed to shop on Sundays or wherever, uh, just go to the tip jar into your head com slash tip jar as a, a number of people have done recently thank you very much into your head.com slash tip jar is where you just ah you just say i give up i've no interest in shopping on amazon i just want to hand over everything i have to you and follow in your footsteps uh because you're clearly a very wise man anyway on with the show Hi, this is Chad from the Onsug Network, and when I travel virtually in the computer, I go into your head. Now boarding, into your head, into your head. I've just put the ketchup on the last burrito. Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats, uh, one of the cats straight away uh, goes straight up to the bar. Uh, well, not as the crow flies, he goes p- properly straight. Because uh, crows don't fly as straight as all as you people seem to think they do. Uh, they do not. There's a whole curvature of the earth. Uh, factor involved here uh, but what these people don't forget as well is that there's the straightness of the floor that we build on top of the earth involved too and the straightness of that bar floor completely ignores, ignores the curvature of the earth underneath it uh, so if you were to fly uh, directly in line with that uh, Oh, with that uh, bar floor, which is dead straight, uh, that would be the nearest you could get to uh, outbeating a crow. Because the crow, of course, you'll start at some tree somewhere and you'll be aiming for the bar. Presumably the top outer corner of the bar counter would be a fair finishing point. Uh, But of course you have a head start because you're starting at the door handle at the door, which is probably almost level with the bar. So I suppose in a way it's not really a fair race. Uh, I don't know what... Do do crows uh, take any notice of the curvature of the earth or does that only come into play when they're doing a round-the-world race? In which case it wouldn't seem to matter. Uh, If not doing a round-the-world 
old race. Let's see, I'm going, oh, I'm going to go around the world as the crow flies uh, in a boat. Uh, then you better be damn sure as hell that you go during, uh, oh, during flood season because you want the water level everywhere along your circuitous world uh equatorizing route to have been flooded high up enough for you to be uh wait a minute uh i suppose oh if you want to go in line with the curvature of the i suppose you could go snorkel go and uh, diving going an underground submarine i suppose that would be the way to do it uh, but then you'd find that there's all sorts of mountains and valleys in the uh, along the curvature of the earth and it's not just a perfect snooker ball like you might think it is although maybe if you gone as far enough to be qualified to be in a submarine you maybe uh, uh, maybe I'm underestimating you and you know that there's more to it than that and you have it all figured out oh you have it all figured out in your fancy little notebook and your computer program uh, we'll see where that gets you when you're trying to get to a, a bar counter before a crow because uh, if the crow guess there first I can tell you and you have a standard uh, well trained polite barman he's going to serve the crow first he'll say hello crow uh, what would you like uh, on the menu today we have all the usual wines and wines and beers and spirits uh, we're also doing uh, chicken and chips that probably wouldn't really be down your street would it I don't know because I remember back once I saw him I saw him Boston Common beside the well known Boston common and mastered math Boston, Massachusetts, uh, had a picnic with me that I'd assembled in the local supermarket and I had boiled egg, uh, had some bread, had some salad and I accidentally spilled some boiled bread on, on the floor and some uh, local birds, uh, seabirds, seagulls or wherever they were, came along and started eating some of it. I had to turn the head my other way because as far as I was concerned that was the closest you can get to seeing cannibalism. Uh, as close as you're going to get in the middle of Boston anyway in the mid-1990s I presume Boston like everywhere else has changed since then in the intervening decades uh, maybe they're all going eating each other's heads off at lunchtime now there I don't know uh, well, that's all That's all I needed to know about Bostonian uh, seagulls I can tell you it wasn't even at the sea although I suppose in a way there was a sea within three or four miles of there and there was a river not too far away as well and there was a huge pond a huge artificial pond there and uh, not too far away was the uh, fictional location of the outdoor shots from the situation comedy, comedy cheers uh, which is long gone as well same as that bird there I bet you that bird that uh, caught my egg is long gone as well too uh, well that's not the point we're getting carried away in science and uh, memories of holidays to America now uh, any Anyway, the cat goes up to the bar as the crow flies, except he doesn't really, it's just an expression, it's just a, all I meant to say, I didn't mean to start a scientific debate, all I meant to say is that this cat goes straight up to the bar as the crow flies, meaning in a straight line, we don't need to go comparing him to any crow, we don't need a crow in here for comparison, I'm just saying he went in a straight fucking line, it's about bog standard simple, two cats walk into a bar, 
bar story will you please relax it's just a freaking nonsensical humorous podcast to get you through your Monday morning commute take it if you're this worked up I can tell you uh, 20 minutes into your Monday morning commute uh, I highly recommend you go up to the next roundabout go around it and turn back and go home and phone in sick because uh, quite frankly you are sick uh, if you're if you're this worked up be sure you even get to work although maybe you do a very important job do you you're probably some you probably work in some lab where you Oh, you compare the you compare the amount of cannibalism that's going on between birds and parks, uh, which is apparently taking a big steep uproar rise since around nineteen ninety. Is that what you do? Well, if that's the case, you're probably doing it in Boston, which is a perfectly adequate uh, local uh, public transport system. So you certainly don't need to be driving. Uh, so get out. Leave your car behind. Uh, go into fucking Kendallston or Square, Kenmare Square, wherever it was, and get the green line from there. And then you switch over, if I remember rightly, you switch over uh, just under Fileens, and then you can get yourself a train that goes right up to Boston Common. You can go straight into the park and pretend you've never seen the big city at all. Uh, there'll be a fella there standing to sell you a coffee, don't worry. Uh, and then you can pretend you work on some, uh, oh, on some uh, countryside, peaceful, out of the way place that has no problems at all except for the seagulls eating each other for some reason uh that'll make your life a bit better uh, i'm all, all about making my listeners lives better what, what, what else will i be this is an entertainment program if i don't use it to try to improve the lives of my listeners then why am i here i don't know anyway uh oh yes uh cat, the cat goes straight up to the bar and he says hello uh dsl Oh, do you sell uh, fresh lemonade? I like fresh lemonade. I usually get one uh, when I'm eating uh, raw boiled eggs from some unknown animal uh, out on the green there. There's usually a fella going by with a car and he's selling fresh lemonade. And the barman says, I don't have fresh lemonade, but I have this bottled stuff and it says fresh, freshly bottled. So I suppose that's as close as you're going to get to here. And, uh, uh, oh, the cat says, thank you very much, I'll have some of that. Uh, wait a minute though, I'm not a crow. Uh, surely the crow should be doing this, the crow that I'm flying with. Uh, but you're not crying. Here, I don't think you're flying with a crow, sir. You might be a bit confused. Uh, I think what, what happened here is that the narrator just said you were coming in straight for the bar as the crow flied. Uh, we didn't mean to say that there was a crow flying with you, uh, so don't worry about that. We do have some pickled eggs here, though, if that's any use. And the cat says, it probably is. Cats like eggs. Cats like raw eggs. Did you know that? I did not. I'm a barman. How would I know about these sorts of things? Uh, well, you could have been a barman who likes cats. Is that completely out of the question? For Christ's sake, use your imagination. The barman says, if I had an imagination, I would be sitting here uh, but maybe I should try and have an imagination should I should I read some books or something uh, maybe I'll read a Stephen King book and the cat says yeah sure here's one here I just happen to have one in my fur uh, it's getting quite uncomfortable uncom- as it happens it's lucky I wasn't in a real race between me and the crow or I would have lost I can tell you because this would have put me out of 
my flight path uh, Christ's sake uh, you can't fly in a dead line especially if you're a cat if there's a 12,000 page small print copy of the stand uh, sticking out of your left wing or whatever the equivalent of a cat's wing is it's almost behind my uh, hind oyster I don't know whatever, whatever you call it I don't really know the terms for this situation because it doesn't really exist it's all fictional I'm not going to spend the morning uh, creating new terms for a fictional oh a fictional event that's not going to last any more than another three minutes when we get to oh when we get to the 29 30 minute mark uh, not including uh, closing theme tunes and anything else that's needed uh, so no, barman, I think we're pretty much done here. If you have anything interesting to say, sure, save it for the next two cats walk into a bar story. Because there's no point overdoing it here. We've covered science. We've covered the geography of Boston, New England. Uh, we've covered also, even did the thing about, what did we do? Uh, we did the, uh, what about gifting a house horse with no mouth? Uh, what happened really with the parable of the loaves and the fishes and how it's dealt with in catering colleges uh what happens when the whole world needs to tar an earth-shaped monkey with none one brush and for some reason uh some of them think it's a yeti i think that's enough to cover for one podcast